you ready, rookie? First drifts can be rough. <laughs> Please. How bad could it be? <laughs> Activating the good and bad drift calibration. Starting calibration sequence now. Whew. Some good movies, huh? All right, just let your memories pass through. Don't chase them down the rabbit hole. All right. All right. Uh. Wait. Taryn. Taryn, you're drifting too far. You're chasing the rabbits. Taryn! No. No. Not Massacre at the Grand Canyon. No. Uprising. Gypsy. Uh. Gypsy, you are out of alignment. You both are out of alignment. No, no. Stop thinking the about rabbit. Pacific Rim Uprising. Just just let it pass through. The contrived oh, plot no. points. No, Taryn. Oh, Get God. back to me, oh, man. Get back oh, to me. He's so he's going too oh, far wait. down. I no. I can see every bad movie. Taryn! Taryn, snap out of it! Snap out of it! Stay in the moment, man! Stay in the moment! Alright, hello? Are we back? Hello? We drifted? Are we drift compatible? We dri Are we drifting? Are you entering the drift? I think so. Yeah. I think I'm stable. Memories All are right, passing. Wow. Right, well, we're, we're good. back. Good memories. We are rolling. Sweet. All right, nice. Well, welcome back to a episode two of yes, part two, episode ten. <laughs> yes, episode <laughs> nine slash ten point two. Yes, we are the boys. We are hosts. I'm Taryn. I'm Isaac. Continuing our Pacific Rim discussion. Yes, the going Pacific on to the Rim sequel discussion. of Uprising. Oh yes, last. Yes. Well, I guess three days ago we had a very elegant discussion about Pacific Rim, about theme, about <laughs> yes. genre about character and about Everything the human condition went so well del toro killed it he killed Amazing. it <laughs> and speaking of killing i would like to myself after seeing pacific rim <laughs> uprising i uh, oh jesus yeah, fuck what a movie so pacific rim what uprising. a waste of time and a waste of money 3.99 on amazon and Prime. a waste of fucking money great. i had only seen <laughs> i have seen pacific rim one well into the double digits number of times and I have seen <laughs> Pacific Rim 2 Amazing. twice. Ooh. I saw it once when it came out in theaters. I believe it was in like spring of 2018. Um, and I fucking hated it. I watched it again for this review. And I could just, Jesus, fucking hate it so much. Though after the first one came out, I was just real hyped. It was super cool. I think the first one had a budget of like $100 million or something. Or it had a budget of like $200 million and it made like $400 million worldwide. And that was a lot of... Uh... Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I saw the trailer for this and I was like, nah. Nah, this, that's stupid. It was gonna be shit. And I think the main reason for that is because the love <laughs> isn't there. Del Toro... Oh, Sorry, I, I I meant the I meant the first the first uh, first movie. I'm not gonna lie with you, I thought it was kind of the stupidest idea. And then when when you invited me, whenever whenever we saw it in theater, I think we saw it like twice. I I saw it like twice. I think one time with you. I was definitely blown away by the well, sheer quality I'm of. Glad Dr. I could Oro. convert. But yes, yeah, the, the second trailer was pretty pretty shitty. As yourself <laughs> to the path of the light. <laughs> enough to see what Absolutely. a a blasphemous yes imposter this movie is to dare wield the pacific rim name Ugh. to dare 
tarnish the good yes. name of Pacific Rim. To dare you, da- how dare you stand where he stood? <laughs> how dare you? Yes, but Pacific Rim 2, you could tell from the first trailer this movie's going to fucking suck. <laughs> it has nowhere near the level of atmosphere yes. that the first one had. Any semblance of of tonal building, saturated as hell. Uh, it's just everything is so well lit. So saturated, just too. no atmosphere at all. The first one, like we talked about on Monday, the monsters are shrouded by rain and fog. Yeah. Whenever shit's about to throw down, there's always a storm. Uh, there's giant crashing waves on everything. They fight in water, and they fight on land, and they fight at the bottom of the fucking ocean. There's a big portal, and the stakes are so high, and it's lit. Mm -hmm. This movie doesn't need to exist, and it doesn't justify its existence at all. The monsters look like fucking Scooby-Doo monsters. They look like cartoon little kitty movie, little Goo Goo Gaga-ass monsters. (laughs) At this point, they're just trying to sell fucking toys. Yeah, you can tell uh, they're just I trying think, to sell toys. And I think it's because of lighting. Like, you never really Pacific see the monsters obscured by anything. It doesn't do anything yeah. to build them up as a threat or as anything. Yeah, no vagueness, no no horror tropes, which we know Guillermo was so nah. good at and like we talked no about vagueness, in episode no four. Nothing. First time we see these things like fucking bumbling around Tokyo in the broad daylight. And we don't even see any monsters until like the last mm-hmm. fucking third of the movie because this movie doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Yeah, and they reused footage too. Like in the beginning, they reused footage from the first movie to like establish. That's the, that the best like know, part of the movie. A little lazy. <laughs> Jesus fuck. So Pacific yeah. Rim Uprising. I guess let me give a brief synopsis yeah. before we before we uh, right. roast the fucking shit out of this. So Pacific Rim Two takes place ten years after the finale of Pacific Rim One. <laughs> they dove to the bottom of the trench. And they fought the big bad monster and they blew up the portal to the other dimension and they saved the day. No more monsters problem solved. So this movie doesn't start out like the first one did with an establishing of the stakes. It starts out with no stakes. There's no plot. It's just like some like weird fucking like kitty training ground. Where we just see a bunch of like teenagers training to be Jaeger pilots for some fucking reason. That was cool. They don't need robots yeah, they, anymore. They don't. They, they don't keep need. Building they don't them. need the whole robots f- anymore. I mean, the threats. Threats done. But they. They insist. <laughs> they insist on more robots. And in this movie, it's like there isn't a clock. There's no stakes. They just have robots just <laughs> to have them, and <laughs> and they're just which which that's that's what that's the problem with it is like well, well actually like I, I will say I I I was kind of okay with the premise like setting the premise of like they're trying to regulate jaegers what i would have liked to see is that now now that the planet earth is saved now now i kind of want to see yeah. like the whole world kind of turning yeah see what against the world each other does with, with itself just bored with this new technology yeah yeah exactly now now you know now we're trying to reestablish planet earth trying to relocate people but now now, because of the cultural differences, now it you know now it becomes, you know this this whole mess, political mess, and and who who has you know and then it just becomes Jaeger fighting you know now now us humans are the problem. That would have been interesting, and I thought that's what they were trying to go for in the first like the first opening of this movie. But nah, it was just <laughs> uh. I don't know. <laughs> it was just Jaeger robots for some reason. But that that's kind of what I liked too yeah, about like some of the people I guess scrapping some of the robots. So I thought that was interesting. It was like, okay, there's like some, you know, 
There's some scrapped uh, the people and they're trying to use their technology terrible. for themselves. You're, and, and you're right, we do see the aftermath of a world post-apocalypse. Yeah. After winning the apocalypse, we see a 2021 world, <laughs> post-apocalypse yeah. world. And it, I don't think there's enough going on to justify its own yeah. movie. But since the movie is there, the world building that they put in is satisfactory. No. I liked yeah. uh, John Boyega's character. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, I like John Boyega. Like a little smuggler. <laughs> yeah. I should say. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like his character like, at yeah, all. I thought he was annoying type. as hell the whole time. I but... like John Boyega. And John Boyega was a producer of this movie. Oh. Uh, John Boyega was like, he probably watched Pacific Rim, and he was like, wow, that looks like fun. I want to be in that movie. And then he took all his Star Wars money and was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and oh wait a minute it also says Guillermo del Toro produced this movie which um that hurts yeah that hurts to read. I think he was just forced to maybe I don't know <laughs> he was like whatever he's like here's some money whatever eat shit <laughs> yeah here's some money or whatever yeah. I'm making At least, that, like weird yeah. Netflix troll hunter movie yeah, exactly show. yeah as, as long as you keep it alive for Netflix just do maybe work, it's whatever. just yeah the shitty movies like funding his his other projects yeah um, but yeah, but yes, I, it has I didn't, no reason to exist. I didn't mind that establishment of the character. I guess like it's interesting stealing kaiju parts or or uh, not kaiju, uh, Jaeger parts and assembling your own Jaeger, like homemade Jaeger. It's like some little shitty rolly ball thing. Yeah, which was interesting. But so I would have liked to see just more human versus human. But they do bring back Jaeger threats again. Yeah, if I. And you're, I agree. If a Pacific Rim sequel had to be made, since they, you know, solved the fucking alien problem, I'd just like to see. You know, we could explore maybe a darker toned. Yeah. How would that? How would that camaraderie and human spirit endure when they don't have a common foe? Right. Can and now that they really have access get along to that these... well, or big weapons you know how, how devastating would that be yeah for now we got some ourselves you know? big ass nuke powered robots and nothing <laughs> to kill are we just gonna start killing each other yeah uh and that could have been fun to could've explore but yeah. they don't do that at all they just have like this the whole movie is like some shitty training thing where it's like everyone's learning to pilot jaegers in case they come back <laughs> but uh, in case is not really a good it's not really a good story hook yeah it's not and it's case. yeah it's not justifiable enough yeah it's not what i would describe as fun to watch at <laughs> all no there isn't any action for like the first hour no there's like no. some dorky ass chase where that one girl who made her like little homemade robot gets chased around <laughs> by a real jaeger and it's like comical and it's actually played for laughs and that yeah that's that, that was nothing. the problem in this movie it was more for humor effect and i don't know if they were trying to just reach out to younger audiences with it but it definitely like, felt like it was for a younger audience yeah. this one it's like had, yeah there wasn't you know the uh the genre conventions as seen in the other one no that is for sort of an older audience who has grown up with that genre yeah and you know has seen all that stuff and sees what sees the movie for what it is is just sort of like an amalgamation of all those things and like a step forward for it mm-hmm. this movie is like a step back it's like a step back into the side it really it is means nothing it is nothing <laughs> it isn't yeah exactly yeah it's just i just yeah. don't know what it was trying and to do i just I, it was just kind of weird and obnoxious <laughs> the the choreography in this movie i didn't mind 
I thought it was, you know, it was flashy. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun to watch. Fun it was fighting, all right. Yeah. It didn't it didn't have the same weight as the first one <laughs> no. did. These didn't feel These robots were light like as fuck. <laughs> giant. They were light as hell. They're like those robots move better than I do. They do. Yeah. I, my old man ass back couldn't do half the <laughs> shit these robots do. They're like right. jumping around. They're like jumping off fucking skyscrapers like they're Mario or some shit like just hop <laughs> right. skipping around and whatnot they don't care they're like doing flips and shit they're like one with the sword <laughs> or like the whips or whatever right. uh, and I believe I, I think a lot of this is also attributed to the camera work of Del Toro and what he established mm-hmm. in the first one in an interview he had gone and said that he goes out of his way and that despite the all of these fights being you know computer generated he wanted the angles at which we see them from to be akin to something like a camera could be there in that fight. Like you never see the camera do like eight fucking loop-de-loops <laughs> around the kaiju like right. they do in this Which movie. Is, yeah. Yeah. They're all, it's, you know, it's either like a slower pan, a steady cam, um, just like straight shots on from like a distance. It looks like it's like zoomed in. Like you're just an outsider watching this colossal fight between these between these leviathans <laughs> and this one what is it i think the biggest culprit that i saw in this movie is when the two jaegers fight they like go to the north pole or something and they fight mm. and they're like zipping around on the ice and shit and they like right. fall through a crack and the camera looks like it's on a fucking roller coaster like falling it All looks right. like a it looks like a god of war cutscene. <laughs> it looks like a quick time event it really did i feel yeah. like it should be like you know mash and x right. at, at any moment yeah these fights. It, it just felt like a video game and i, f- I feel like that's that's with their appeal to younger audiences i feel like that's just how they just wanted that style and just yeah, really disservice bigger bolder yeah it's just a commercial product really it's just a commercial for ro- giant kind of robots and it felt like it felt like a transformers movie yeah it looks like a transformer that's They've exactly no what stakes. it looks like it looked like a transformer <laughs> it looked like a michael bay movie uh, that this was the man of steel movie Remember i was talking about in the last episode right where, like they paced out the the action yeah either fucking nothing going on or it's like infinite collateral damage action <laughs> mindless cgi shit show yeah oh yeah that's what that was also another thing is. i'm like man no one no one cared about the collateral damage. i feel like in the first one they cared they cared a little bit more on the collateral stuff i mean there was nothing they could do i mean i mean they grabbed a boat like they didn't care about it they just Fucking smashed a boat. They into did a use a freight ship as a baseball bat. Yeah, that did but, happen. But like, but I think but that the protocols to the rule of, of cool. Yeah, the protocols of like you the know, protocol. like setting setting you <laughs> know protocols. trying to trying to get the threats away. You know, like leaving the threats out in the ocean rather than the inland stuff. Like it was just better in the first movie that way. This they just head straight on into the city. They make a point of it. Yeah, exactly. They're smashing through buildings just to make a stand against the you know the. They the, don't the give kaiju. A fuck. Yeah. They're, yeah. Who's it? The big like one? superhero like stands and the yeah. one of the robots. <laughs> <laughs> he like jumps from out of a building exactly. to like get to jump on him. <laughs> exactly. There's He's like, like no... climbed into the building. It was like hiding in there. Oh, <laughs> He's yeah. hopped out. It's so yeah, in the stupid. first one, we see him try and lure him away. You never see the Jaegers really uh, destroy buildings on their own. If yeah. They have a choice. I think the only time, the only real exception to that is the boat thing. But that was one of the coolest sequences in the movie. Right. So Hong Kong count. was already destroyed at that point, so might as well use what you yeah, have. Yeah, the there. monster was you know. rampaging around. Exactly. It didn't matter at that point. The collateral was collateral at that point. But but the protocols were way better in the first That's one. That's some real uh, 
So I don't Some know. Some real Zack Snyder outlook, Isaac. I know. It really is. Hang at that a, point. Collateral's collateral. Collateral's collateral. What, Sounds whatever. Like the, <laughs> the outlook of someone who would snap Zod's neck. <laughs> yep. <of> pointing his <laughs> it's literally that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think the action, if you're just... If you, it's like just a whatever action movie, that's fine. It just didn't have the the gravitas, the the realism. Uh, there's just no artistic value to big it. Monster yeah, movie. exactly. There's there no. Isn't. Yeah, there's no. There's no attention to it. It's all yeah. This. There's no Del Toro inspirations that he he went off of, and you know Del Toro is such a very visual storyteller, and that really worked with the mm-hmm. first one. This one's just like oh, giant robots. Yep, yeah, we're just. Yeah, I, I don't know. Shitty dialogue, shitty dialogue, whatever. Here's yeah, a fight, dialogue fight. was so bad, and I hated all the jokes was... in it. They had the Trollolo song or whatever oh, for some <laughs> stupid reason. I, I don't, I don't understand like, why that wasn't there at all. This is like, this was definitely a boomer movie. It really it is. Like, what are the kids like? This is like a boardroom, like think tank. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Internet kids are into. Yeah, the most recent version of the internet they've seen is like. 2009 exactly <laughs> bring it oh it's so, so like, bad you know, bro you're like what it's like what why are we why are we just forcing yeah forcing this why are we here why are we here why why is this Only happening suffer. <laughs> 2020 is is uh, horrible enough we yeah. don't need that. i guess if you had to name one thing about this movie that you liked what would it be i think i like the ideas behind it i like I don't I don't mind the premise or the ideas behind like, you know, people building their own Jaegers from parts. Um I actually if if you had to bring back kaijus for some reason into this scenario, I I don't think it was as bad as I thought and I didn't totally 100% mind it of like, you know, Charlie Day still has his mind imprinted and he's kind of working for them and he kind of distills their technology into it. It's 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 sort of clever if you had to bring them back. However, the execution uh, not 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 so not so well with that. I I just I don't mind the ideas, but <laughs> it's just yeah the the execution the cinematography it just it, it's it's just not it's not Del Toro it's not the brilliance of the first movie and. So I guess I kind of liked those ideas, but that's about it. <laughs> I don't know what, what what's your what's your favorite thing about this movie? Hated it. Hated the whole fucking <laughs> the fucking yeah. <laughs> you know I saw oh fuck what was it? I saw someone it was like some YouTuber like when the first trailer was released. They're also a big Pacific Rim fan, and they're like, hey guys fucking watch i bet they're not even going to use the actual theme of the movie at any point and they're just going to tack it on during the end credit scene and i was like there's no way they're going to do that the theme is so iconic (laughs) my boy ramin jawandi who does the soundtrack for things like game of thrones Mm. westworld he was the only good thing about that fucking warcraft movie oh he did the pacific rim soundtrack Nice. One of the best okay. soundtracks. I didn't know I've he was the Game of Thrones heard. music I, man. That's that's cool. He is awesome. the Game of Thrones composer. Yeah. Amazing. He's the guy who single handedly fucking carried season eight of Game of Thrones <laughs> on his back. And he made this Pacific Rim soundtrack and they just threw him in the fucking end credits. Oh. <laughs> they did not use the theme once. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even I notice. Was like, there's no way they're gonna do that. 
Shoot. Yeah, and then the movie came out, I was like, wow, they fucking did it. <laughs> the only thing, I'd say the only thing I liked about this movie was the evil Jaeger. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I liked the, like, chains, I liked the fucking like, Warhammer chain swords that he had, and I liked the Jaeger on Jaeger fights. Yeah, um, like the, the, the designs were cool. At all. I didn't even mind the kaiju, big mecha kaiju design where he got like melded as one. It's an interesting idea. Hated that. No, yeah, he didn't like it. Despise that. <laughs> no. They had no stakes. They were like, "How do we up the stakes?" They're like, "Let's just let's just make the fucking monster." Yeah, <laughs> right. Here. Yeah, just bigger. It's got right. Three yeah, which, they, which that's like lazy. A video game. That's lazy. It yeah. had the whatever. I I didn't mind the idea though. It's interesting. It's like like that that would be that would probably be the next step of the evolution of the kaiju's is to like start like melding into each other and then maybe like you know starting to uh, it, it's it's interesting idea but he, he those those kaijus were generic as fuck though especially the robot <laughs> they were kaijus they were. were so generic yeah i was like just oh, with the individuality yeah, like, of the first one and then and then now they're the morphing into ones. the yeah the hybrids so generic so bad I was like, what? I'm like, the kaijus are so unique and individual in themselves. Like, you, they couldn't have been, like, different types of hybrids. Nah, it's just all one, one with the same white shells and stuff. They're just, like, a bunch of stormtroopers. Kaiju stormtroopers. That's all they were. So. Yeah. They were. It's just. It's nothing. Yeah. And there was no it, uniqueness yeah. to each one of them. I mean. No. Yeah. The only yeah, unique was the, just the I like the, the Jaeger yeah. designs. Yeah. Yeah, the Jaeger designs are cool. Um, yeah, it's hard yeah. to fuck up a four hundred foot tall robot. That's true, and with fancy yeah. things. Yeah, so they had fun with. Oh, the except designs. we see them in action for all of like, for all of like fucking ten minutes before they get washed <laughs> by the big super one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the, the that thing did it did like brutalize some of them. I thought that was all right. Mm-hmm. What was that one? The like, the little like sword one. <laughs> Yeah. The, like ninja sword one where it like leaps out of a building and like front flips and like gives it a little cut on the shoulder yeah and turns around and looks at it and the thing just like whacks it with its <laughs> tail and like just fucking splits it in half it. in one hit yeah <laughs> i was like shit yeah that was cool it's like that okay was, that's that a little wild. high stakes except, there that's cool it's like one one hit uh, yeah kaiju monster one hit monster except i didn't i didn't give a fuck about the kids who are in it because it's all just like a bunch oh, of teenagers yeah. doing it now it's like john boyega pretending to be a teenager and a bunch oh. of teenagers in the movie yeah it was so it's such a weird age gap yeah 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 i didn't give a two hoots about the people pilot about the new pilots oh, yeah and i uh, thought they were I, dead in this i didn't i didn't, I didn't mind the scavenger and then i saw that they weren't dead yeah i didn't mind the scavenger girl the scavenger but, girl was but she didn't really have any backstory or any like she i mean she sort of did with the santa monica thing and she that was sort of okay. Definitely no Mako. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That's there's sure. there's nothing like yeah. There's there's really not as much substance to her. But she she had she had promise of being a better character for sure. And I didn't mind her. And I I thought she, she was, was she was fine as a character. But that's about it. I didn't care for any of the other recruits. Didn't care for John Boyega. I thought he was really annoying. Um. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> respect to the actor, but. Not respect to the character. I, I just think the yeah. character was so annoying. Uh, the dialogue was pretty cringe. I think he yeah. did the best he could yeah, with he what could. he got. Yeah. I like. Oh, I hated the improv banter. Oh, I hated the improv banter. That was like so, oh, yeah. so awkward. They thought they were like a. They thought they were a Marvel movie. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> thought they could be like Guardians of the Galaxy or something. Just did not work yeah. at all. Cringe script. Unrealistic. 
Yeah, just so what else, glossy. What else do we want to flam about this movie? Yeah, okay, the you know what? Characters. Yeah, okay. So Charlie Day, this is this is it's interesting. I will say they it was really on the nose, but it would have been. I think the idea of him being obsessed with the brain and him being implanted with that, you know, precursor knowledge, it's an interesting idea, and that's a, it's a clever way to bring back the kaiju's, even though there's no point of bringing them back, but it's a more clever way, you know. They could have just simply just said, "Oh, the breach reemerged, and now there's threats again." No, they. It was kind of it was kind of interesting that. You know, he was trying to bring them back. It's it's a better way to bring back kaiju's, but was unnecessary. But I I don't know. It was kind of interesting his obsession. I think him being in love with the brain that was way. I don't know where that came from. It's very weird. <laughs> that was that was a little. Fun. I, yeah, yeah kind of goes against what was established with his character in the first one, where and they even had an awkward elevator discussion. Where, you know, he has, like, tattoos of him and shit where he's just, like, fascinated oh, by yeah. the kaijus and, like, the concept of them. And he wants yeah. to study them and learn from them. But it was all in the name of, like, defeating them. Yeah, science and defeating. Whenever and... he gets, you know, whenever he gets some knowledge that's, like, important for, you know, human victory, he just right. brings it to the team, like, right away. He doesn't withhold anything. He's not, he's not, like, the thing from another world scientist who's like, no, we could befriend them. we like that right yeah and then it just flips on its head you could tell it wasn't the intent in the first movie like it fucks with their brains a little mm-hmm. uh, but it's not like uh it was not foreshadowed at yeah, all in yeah. the first one that by the in this movie it was just going to be 180s he's like fucking the brain he's he's making robots <laughs> and yeah. kaiju hybrids he's making yeah. shitty alien giant Which robot stormtroopers i feel and, like if if it if Del Toro filmed this, or was was more a part of this film, like with Del Toro's exaggeration, it might have worked, might have, just because it was very weird and outlandish, just him being in love with this kaiju brain. But yeah. it just was done the in a very. Premise. It was just it, it just didn't under it just it was too jarring, just weird. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, just the whole commercial look, and then you have like this weird love kaiju brain incident with charlie day it's just yeah it just didn't it didn't fit the rest of the movie but i don't know it's it's not as disappointing as like say was the movie watch for like episode eight was it the like uh the like iran contra for the last thing he wanted Mm. i think i think a bad premise well executed is good to watch it's kind of like the first pacific rim yeah. Like, how the fuck are you going to tell a yeah, I... relatable story in a monster movie? Action flick. That's a bad idea. That's going to be really hard to make. And it was executed so well. It's a stupid everyone loved idea, it. but but it was, yeah. But the way that Del Toro told the story, amazing. It's a great film. Amazing. It cha- yeah, it, it really good. This is just, yeah. this just yeah, completely this, butchers it. That was it. a bad idea, <laughs> immaculately executed. This was a worse idea. Horribly, <laughs> horribly executed. Just dug itself. And so there's grave. just like, there's no. I as an audience member had no stakes in this plot because I knew it was going to be shit from the start. Yeah. Pacific Rim One had something to prove, and it did. Yeah. This one, despite the the sort of almost cult following that the first one has garnered, everyone knew this one wasn't going to be good. It had something to prove too, and it didn't. Yeah. Our expectations were low, and it failed to meet even. That. 
Yeah, it went even lower. Uh, yeah. With Charlie Day, yeah. yeah, they just fuck up that one. What yeah. they do to Mako, I've oh. triggered me beyond words. Absolutely. She's I, like she's like the world's biggest hero at this point. I don't know where Beckett is. They like don't even fucking bring him up. Yeah, They're they like, oh, they yeah, he yeah. like retired. He, it's weird. He fucked off. His contract expired or something. Charlie yeah. Autumn's doing something else. Yeah. And then Mako, she doesn't do shit. She's in like one scene and she dies in a helicopter crash. Yeah, she should be the Idris Elba character. She should be the ones with the recruit, not that other, whatever blonde yeah. dude that they brought in. I forget his, I forget who he is. Uh, but that should have been... Yeah, the, the Hemsworth. Yeah, the Hemsworth looking person. Oh, is that is that a Hemsworth? Yeah, he's a Hemsworth. Oh, he's, shoot. Uh, fuck, what's, I think he's the youngest one. He's the youngest one. He's oh, a, there's three of them? Guy, or sorry, Eastwood. Or, oh, no, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not Hemsworth. Oh. It's a, Oh, okay. Yeah, he's Clint Eastwood's son. Clint Eastwood's Why did I think son, he was a Hemsworth? Okay. No, it's it's Scott Eastwood. Yeah, no, that's that yes. that Scott character should have been reserved for Mako, or they should have just been retired. Played... She's just she's just like she she saved the world. She doesn't have to do anything else, you know. I don't know. It just should, yeah, yeah. It just shit on her character. She's she's just so. a throwaway. Because he's he basically becomes like a shittier version of what her character could have been. He's just like generic white action hero oh, okay. guy. Yep. Like sort of like the hard-boiled soldier, which I think at this point, ten years after Pacific Rim, Mako could have easily filled that role. Except we would have oh, had yeah. the context and the backstory of the entire other movie, which gave her backstory, and then we would have been able to explore, you know, how she got from there to here in that ten-year gap, and she's sort of like fulfilling her adoptive father's shoes right. as it, as Idris Elba. Exactly. And carrying instead, on the we legacy, get this yeah. new guy. Yeah, we get this whole new person. We have to like characterize and get the audience to like which they don't. And I guess it was like, so they could be, he could play like opposite John Boyega in the Jaeger. But I feel like Mako being sort of like his adopted sister could have also probably filled that role pretty easily. Or just had it be like the scavenger girl from the start, since they obviously get along so well, why she was in the other Jaeger for any reason. Good question. Since their relationship was basically like the Mako Riley relationship from the last movie. Yeah, and I thought that was just going to be paralleled from the start, and maybe we see Mako try and like foster that because she sees the similarities there, mm-hmm. and maybe we could instead of Scott Eastwood's being the character that he was, we could have him be like, yeah, he could be sort of like I the just... Chuck Hansen esque like secondary antagonist. That yeah. way, there's like some semblance of conflict in this movie <laughs> right. before the contrived ass robo hybrid. How the fuck <laughs> things things get made without anyone knowing it? Right, things come in and just fuck up the whole everybody's shit yeah but no instead Mako dies like a bitch in a plane crash and we get scotty so it being like fucking boring because i give him no good lines in the whole Ugh, movie yeah and and mako that actress she's such a she's she's a great actress too she's very very stern but yeah she just had nothing to play There's off some, of nothing, nothing no semblance of the first movie at whatsoever i didn't even recognize oh. <laughs> who this mako. She, felt like a, she felt like a stan lee cameo i know like, yeah, hey, yeah know, literally whatever just stand here and say something cool. Yeah, that's that's it. Just there say for the first say something Asian. The first audience, first Pacific Rim audience, just to get, just to snag your money, Taryn. They're, they're stealing your money and they're using Mako to do it. Dude, I felt robbed. I felt robbed <laughs> watching this movie. Yep. This is probably my too. least favorite of all the of all the things we've reviewed. Yeah. And I've reviewed Call of War as the cartel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. It's just it's that such a bad. it's such a disrespect. That was bad. Yeah, it, it is. Was... Just yeah. I think maybe if I hadn't seen the first one and I just watched this, I'd be like, oh, whatever. It's like a shitty action movie. I don't mind. Robot fights are cool. 
but going off the context of the first one in the universe and the rules that were established by del toro's directorial style and just sort of like the tone that they set for this universe this movie doesn't fit in it at all it doesn't add anything to it in fact it just subtracts from it just should have been a prequel or the aftermath they should have just made it a prequel and then had something else cool oh what did you think of the uh <laughs> what did you think of the sequel bait in this movie <laughs> like the, they, oh they the really sequel fucking thought they were getting a third oh one. my gosh we're going straight to the precursors <laughs> like oh hell you oh, yeah. the well, fuck you got, are <laughs> they got charlie day in prison he's like they're coming for you they're gonna get you and fucking john baby's like no need we're going to them <laughs> and then the fucking like cuts to end credits I was like, you better fucking not, Pacific Rim. Dude, I said out loud in the theater. I was like, as fucking if <laughs> yeah. they're getting another movie after this oh, shit. Not at all. Fuck me. That's yeah. like some that's like some what is it, the universal fucking monster verse shit. Oh yeah. It's like it's like an end credit scene of the Tom Cruise mummy. Yeah. Thinking that there's gonna be some shit oh, coming gosh. after that. Like Absolutely anyone wants to see any not. more of that. <laughs> Yep. Even even DC like Warner Brothers, they're trying that same thing. It's just not. It's not working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro, don't make Pacific Rim the Avengers. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather watch yeah. a Sandler verse movie now. Yeah. At this point, like Pacific verse. Rim is just a solo film. There's no need to build off of it. In, it was tastefully done. It's head, an art. It's yes. it's an art piece by Del Toro. Just leave it alone at that point. <laughs> yes. It is Del Toro's love child. It is a love letter to a genre it's like the action blockbuster kaiju movie version of no country for old men it's subversive yet passionate and it knows its source material builds on it yes it subverts it in some places and embraces it in others that is it that's all that is needed and this movie is a cash grab yep and let's just hope the netflix series is not the same way but who knows with all the all the stupid uh i mean you know they're doing all the stupid live action series on netflix so let's just i i just pray and hope that just pacific rim do you is, think uh do you think john boyega like hit up del toro do you think he was like hey hey man i'm done with star wars so um i could i could be a part of your pacific rim show now i don't think so and then, you know del toro's little fucking accent he's like <laughs> <laughs> i don't fucking think so <laughs> yeah I don't. I don't think uh, now, Boyega had yeah. any conversation with Del Toro. I don't think Del Toro talked to anyone. <laughs> Probably not. I don't <laughs> think. Uh, I wouldn't doubt if Del Toro fucking like never set foot on the set of that. Sh- of that Probably movie. not. Didn't even set in any <laughs> meetings probably. or anything. Just like a phone call by yeah. like some of the producers would be like, "Oh, is this is this okay? We're doing the second movie." They, they like, like fine. They probably emailed. This is emailed. <laughs> they emailed his agent like a a rough draft of the script to send to him to proofread. <laughs> And then Del Toro just replied, K. <laughs> K. Yeah, it's like K emoji thumbs up sent from my iPhone. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, it's not even from Del Toro's email address. It's like from his agent's email address. Yeah. Maybe they get a call back and it's like the agent in the voicemail. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Mr. Del Toro said that, uh, said that the script is good. And you can hear him in the background, like making Crimson Peak or some shit. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, what movie? The agent's like, nothing royalties <laughs> maybe, I, I wonder how much money del toro contributed maybe it was just like one dollar like sure here you go <laughs> maybe it was just the maybe it's just the ip i don't know yeah but yeah uh, it definitely shame. doesn't add anything what is happening in hollywood Rim mythos so sad everything is oh, just we falling talked about apart. in episode four it's all it's all parasitic 
Parasitic, assimilated, yes. Assimilating. Everything. I feel bad for John Boyega. I feel like this was his best chance to jump franchises, since Mm -hmm. we all know how he feels about Star Wars now. He's (laughs) so, like, sick of Disney's shit. He's like, that's fine. I don't got to be the, I don't got to be the Star Wars guy. I don't have to be Kathleen Kennedy's bitch. I could be, I could be. (laughs) Yeah, good for him for, like, producing and, like, you know, trying to break from that, you know, Star Wars realm and him being screwed by that and. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting, you know, has something to do, even if it was very distastefully done. But (laughs) this is my chance to jump franchises. I could, I could be the Pacific Rim guy. He's like, fuck, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the Star Wars guy forever. (laughs) After Uprising, he's like, well, I'm stuck. I like his Twitter. Oh, his Twitter. (laughs) You you follow like him and, yeah, him and Ryan Johnson on Twitter. All they do is just like shit on toxic Star Wars fans now. Nice. Because they're not beholden to Disney anymore. Amazing. Uh, I, I, I do not follow. I have not seen their tweets, but I can imagine they're, the they're pretty entertaining. The we'll have to hit them up. We'll hit them up from the boys' Twitter, from the good, the bad, and the boys' Twitter. Be like, hey, would you like to share a few thoughts on Pacific oh, Rim uprising. uprising? The fuck did you just? I do? feel bad. No, Maybe we should we should get his thoughts before uh, before we before we show him this episode. What if he really likes it? What if he's like really proud of? He's really of passionate. His work he's like, oh, hey, we uprising. we got we got toys go- coming in. We got more more movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, in the we making. bring him on for an interview, and we're like, "What are you?" He's like, "Before we're like, before we review this, what are your thoughts on it?" He's like, "Oh, this is my, this is my pride and joy. He's my this finest my, work, my favorite I'm movie really so far. <laughs> this is my favorite movie I've worked on." And then you and I are just like, we just look like at our notes, looking at just, each other. It's just okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just the screen. It's just the disc case of Uprising filled with human feces. Yep. And we're like, "Yeah, us too." And then the and then that episode's like thirty seconds long. Yep. And then we just start talking to him about Star Wars, and he, and he just leaves without saying anything. About and anything about, yep. <laughs> yep. I can see it now. John Boyega, if you're listening to us, uh, I, come on an interview. Let's, let's talk about John Pacific Boyega, Rim. If you're Uprising. listening, we would love to hear your thoughts about Pacific Rim. And your journey in Star Wars. Yeah, we'll give you something to talk about other than Star Wars, although we yes. would also like to talk about Star Wars with you, but mostly the Pacific Rim, but actually mostly Star Wars. But mostly Star Wars, yes. Mostly Star hit Wars. us up, hit us up, Boyega. Hit us up. Yeah, we don't have to hit you up. I think you know who we are. You can hit us up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he knows. He knows who we are. He knows. They, Hollywood fears us, Isaac. After the things we've we've said, things we've done, the enemies we've made. Yeah, we're on a Disney. watch list. Hollywood watch list. And the NSA. We're on just about every watch list you could be on after this show. And speaking of watch list, what are we doing next week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the apocalypse. Let me pull up the schedule. Speaking of watch list, allow me to give you schedule. a... The apocalypse schedule. Oh, I know what watch list we're going to be on next. It's the Church of Scientology. Oh, and that's, the that's only right. Hint, hint you guys are getting. Yep. Until this, next Monday. <laughs> this may be the last recording you ever hear from us after our review of this Scientology. Maybe, yeah. This if is, Disney is the, couldn't get us, it's going to have to be Scientologists. <laughs> the Scientologists will. We'll probably be chained in one of their basements yeah. of their church. So uh, remember yeah. us. Remember our voices Maybe. and. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. So, <laughs> so tune in next us. week. Thank you for tuning in. Tune, tune in next week. Scientology. Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. Yes. Aliens. If you would like to see a, a 1v1 between Isaac and John Travolta, um, you know, like this video, like this podcast, give it a share, <laughs> follow us on social media, comment on the link of this as to what uh, arena you would like to see them battle in. A 1v1 on Rust, perhaps. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll dress up as a, a, a Jaeger, and John Travolta will dress up as what, whatever alien Scientologist Fucking Battlefield like, Earth you know, like mecha thing. thing he is in I don't know. Earth. Yep, and and we'll duke it out. Here we go. <laughs> and they'll fight. Yeah, they'll do we'll, it. We'll do it. So, don't yeah, think I so won't. If you want to, if you want to see Isaac and uh, John Travolta mud wrestle for the fate of the Church Which of Scientology, we, I probably will soon after the Scientologists hear our <laughs> glowing review. <laughs> but anyways. After this glowing review of their of L. Ron Hubbard's L. Ron fine Hubbard's film, wonderful, well, fine film, film adaptation. Yes. <laughs> oh. All right. Anything else you'd like to share about Pacific Rim Uprising before I go fucking drink myself to sleep thinking about it? Um, let's. I I just say uh, to anyone who has a copy of Pacific Uprising or has access to a copy, make sure you grab it and light it on fire, and let's rid the world of this distasteful movie. That's my final and thought. If anyone would like a copy of Pacific Rim Uprising, watch our first three episodes and comment. Yeah, on comment below how many Star Wars references you think we make. Yeah, and we might throw in a copy right. of Uprising for you to burn. And, and, and then like a, a copy of like Uprising, a match, <laughs> like a couple matches or something, <laughs> or a lighter. <laughs> matches and a lighter, just a fucking like just a tank of gasoline and Amazing. copy of Pacific Rim Uprising. Yep. I mean, a a, a Russian like nuclear warhead and the Pacific Uprising copy. <laughs> Just for you guys. Pacific Rim Uprising, yes. No one has guessed the Star Wars thing right yet. So watch oh, our first not. three. Listen we do have a episodes. candidate that's Guess been how? close enough. They've trying been close. to see. If we don't get the correct response by the end of the year, we're giving it to the person who guessed the closest. But that yes. means there's still time. Still time. We have our Apocalypse series to get through. And yes. we have you have until the end of then to comment your answer yes. and and, and you heck you right, should just look through our social media like it and look through the comments and see the numbers who who has guessed Tell me how my memes are shitty yeah, yeah. <laughs> we roasted like the the boomer think tank mm-hmm. the attempt at appealing to the youths but <laughs> god if you look at our fucking memes you'd think we were the same way <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true if yeah. you want more shitty memes and more shitty podcast episodes tune in here because tune we'll be in. here yes. twice a week now oh yeah two times a week until mondays and thursdays the kaijus baby, eat us the all. boys until the kaijus eat us all and then the scientologists pick out our bones till oh, next yes. time till next time <laughs> this folks. has been the good the bad and the boys all right <laughs> we'll see you see you next week folks so long Howdy, y'all. This is Terran, a.k.a. The Bad. Thank you for tuning in to our new program. The first 50 lawmen to give us a five-star iTunes Wanted review will be entered to win a gift card for any movie theater or streaming service of their choice. Secondly, the first dead-eye to guess how many times Star Wars is referenced in the first three episodes will win a physical copy of any film of their choice with (laughs) special prizes from the boys inside. And stay tuned on social media as we announce the winner. Links in the description. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't get dysentery. Now, everybody pretend that I rode off into the sunset. Bye now.